Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Over the last few weeks, I've been asked for my take on what makes a high-performing team and what can people do to turn their team into a high-performing team. And that is what I want to chat to you about today. I bet if I was to ask you to name a high-performing team, you'll be able to do so. And more often than not, it's likely to be a sports team. This is largely due to the fact that you can see when they achieve something, as they may win a medal, a trophy, or some kind of result. But what actually makes them a high-performing team? For me, this comes down to having a shared goal, each team member understanding their role in that goal, and a leader or orchestrator to support this. So those three things... I believe are fundamental in um, achieving a high performing team. It's dead easy to write about it, but not that easy to deliver. As we've spoken about before, people are the biggest variable in everything we do. And each team is a collection of different people. So every team requires something that is unique to them and needs to be developed for them, and largely by them. You might be thinking that this podcast is not relevant to you because you might not be part of a team. But I believe the majority of people are involved in a team of some description, whether that is a boardroom, a function, a department, a shift, a union, um, a sports team, or even a family. And each of these teams need clarity. Each of these teams need to understand what is their shared goal, what is their vision. But each member of that team needs to have that vision communicated to them in a meaningful way. This this past week, or this this past fortnight, I've been working in a new team. And one thing and one discussion that we've been having is about how we align ourselves as a team. So to do this, we've had three flip charts on the wall. The first flip chart has asked, um, and and we're we're a team of coaches. So the first flip chart has asked, what makes an amazing coach? Each member of that team has been encouraged to capture as many things as they can that they believe the attributes of an amazing coach. And I would encourage you, if you're part of a team, to do that. But what's relevant to you? What role are you trying to fulfill? This is far easier if everybody has the same same type type of job. But what you want to try to do is capture the thoughts of people that make them an amazing whatever it is they do. Whether that's a postman and what makes an amazing postman. But you might even, if, if everybody has a completely different role, you might want to ask them what makes an amazing team member. So that's the first flip chart. 
The second flip chart says, or the title on it is, what makes an amazing team? And again, encouraged every member of the team to capture post-its on what's important to them and what they believe makes an amazing team. This is not what makes a team or what makes a coach. This is what makes an amazing coach and what makes an amazing team. We want to differentiate ourselves from the ordinary. We want to understand what is it the critical, the vital few things that drive amazing teams. So we've got a flip chart with all of these things captured. And then the third flip chart says, what is the team's definition of trust? There was a podcast dedicated to creating an environment of high trust. And trust, in terms of the definition, means different things to different people. So by capturing and encouraging the team to, to capture the definition of trust, you can all align on what it means to you as a team. When I've captured um, something on, the, on a post-it for um, what makes a good team, I've written the words that not everybody comes to work. I've not written that. What I've written on the post-it is it says, nobody comes to work to do a bad job, but do we support them to do a good job or amazing job? That's what the team should be there to do, to support everybody to do an amazing job. That environment that you're creating is, should be there to support people to do an amazing job in terms of tools, in terms of support and helping each other out. And then the reason for the third post-it, the third um, flip chart, in what is the team's definition of trust is if we can create an environment of high trust, then that enables a high performing team. Somebody last week um, said to me that if you, um, if you use Google Translate and, and go through all of the different uh, or a vast number of, uh, of different countries, the, the definition or the translation for trust and confidence is the same in a whole host of countries. And when you ask yourself, do you, do you have confidence in somebody and do you have trust in somebody, that is, is quite apparent that the words are interchangeable in a lot of instances. So what is it that you need to, to do within your team to give everybody the confidence to be the best version of themselves every day? When they turn up, how do they know that they're having a good day? Or how do they know at the end of the day that they've had a good day? What is a good day to each team member? So if we go back to those three things at the beginning, having a shared goal. And then the second one, each team member understanding their role in that delivery. To answer, have they had a good day, should be that they have been able to do what they've needed to do to help the team get towards that goal. And then the third one is a leader or orchestrator to support this. So with those three things and with those three flip charts to align everybody's understanding and get everybody onto the same page, because what we're going to do with those flip chart charts as a team is we're going to sign those flip charts 
to show that we believe that we are signing up to these things that make a good coach, these things that make an amazing team, and this is our team's definition of trust. We can then use that as a reference point, term of agreement for the team. But ultimately, if I go back to what I said right at the start, if I was to ask you what makes a high-performing team, you would probably say, or if I was to ask you to name one, you would probably reference a sports team. And this is because it's easier to see them delivering because there is a trophy, there is a medal, there is some form of reward. So high-performing sports teams, what is the reward and how can you recognise and celebrate that success on a regular basis? Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.